The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Nun Het. Today's Daf is being studied in the front. Marat Zikanati Yafabat Sarah. There be Abraham ben Esther. Wahashib Tinihem. Begin Aiden. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Zayn Amud Bet. And we are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 lines from the bottom. 9 lines. Now, Flanagina. Let's go back to the case in the Mishnah. What happened? Animal fell into a garden. Ones. Uh, fell off the roof. And fell into the garden. Venehenit. Mishalemet ma shenehenit. Okay, so the payment. Gotta pay. So it pays what it benefited. Uh, the Hana'ah that it had. Okay? You go back to the Mishnah, just so you remind yourselves. The Mishnah on Dafnun here, that was talking about over here, Nafla uh, Gina. Okay? It fell into the Gina, into the garden. And she said, be honest. I was honest. Migag ba'ala samukh liginat havero. Okay? It fell. Mashinenit. So Mashinenit, we always understood, not according to what it damaged. Mashinenit, let's say, uh, uh, it ate, so mashinini would mean you have to feed it anyway. So the difference of what you would have to feed it and what it really ate. Let's say you would feed it in, inferior stuff and it ate more stuff, so you pay that type of uh, damage. And the Gibraltar is going to explain now. Amarav. Oh, Rav says, no. Benihbeta. It's talking about the Hana'ah. It landed on the field. Habata. But it, the cushion of the field. Uh, saved them, so therefore, uh, but he damaged, the, he smashed the fruit in the interim. So therefore, you have to pay much. You don't pay the actual damages for the fruit, but we make another calculation, which I will explain. Where it's hanaa, because he did have hanaa over here. Hanaa was the cushion, but the cushion cost the owner of the field money because it smashed his, his uh, tomatoes. Aval achla. But let's say the animal went into the field and ate. <laughs> they pay nothing. Wow. Now that's very strange. <laughs> animal fell into somebody else's field, ate, no payment. What's the pshat? So the Gemara says, <laughs> This could be Rav according to his reason that we know. What's that case over there? We had that case over there. That's let's say. I brought my fruit into your field. I didn't get permission. I just brought my fruit into your field. Okay. Now, your animal slipped on my fruit. I got to pay. Because I had no permission to bring my fruit over there. However, Rob said, if your animal ate my fruit and died as a result, I could come along and say, it shouldn't have eaten. It's one thing if it slipped on it. But that's your fault. It shouldn't have eaten. That's Rav Shita. So similarly, they want to apply the logic over here. 
what happened? My animal fell into the field. Right? So if it got benefit from the cushion when it landed, when it smashed fruit, you got to pay. But if my animal ate, so then I could come along and say, uh, what do you want? Uh, I couldn't. Uh, it shouldn't have eaten, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, obviously this is not analogous. But she says over here, just like, let's make this the analogy. Just like when I put my fruit in to your field, I can tell you, your animal shouldn't have ate. I can tell myself when my animal falls into the field, and then you tell me, hey, your animal ate my uh, fruit. I can say, it shouldn't have eaten. So the Gibbala says, is, is that analogous? What are you talking about? Why? And when I says, Hachi Ashta, which means, is it, is it similar? That's in the case over there where the animal of the Balabayit got damaged. So the owner of the fruit can come along and say, The owner of the fruit could say, I'm not paying you. Right? That's where the fruit damaged. However, But where the, your animal goes down and damages by eating somebody else's fruit. That's not the case. The case is talking about, I put my fruit in somebody else's fruit. Your animal ate it. I can come along and say, listen, I'm not paying you because your animal shouldn't have eaten. Okay, that's an avshita. Hayalo shenotokhal. However, in this case over here, my animal did the damaging. My animal did the damaging. My animal fell into your field, ate your fruit. <coughs> and what am I telling you? I'm not paying you. My animal shouldn't have eaten. What are you talking about? <laughs> Control your animal. You don't have that claim when your animal did the damaging. So it comes again and says, you're right. So then what's the difference between the cushion where Rav said, you pay... And if you ate, you don't pay. So say, la, lo mebaya kamar. Ah, it's not so. Lo mebaya achla de mishalimit mashinenit. Of course, if it ate, you have to pay. Ah, the rabbi won't say that. But die. Aval nechbeta. But I would have thought that maybe when the hana'a is because it landed on the guy's fruit and the animal had a cushion, and therefore I would have thought maybe he doesn't have to pay. Why? Let's talk about a case of Mavriya Ali. You know what Mavriya Ali means? Let's say there's a lion coming, literally, a lion coming to attack somebody's property. I have an obligation to try to save my friend's property. So what do I do? I go, Mitzvah. And I go chase the lion away. Nice. Okay, very good, very good guy. I did it. Mavriyah harim havero. Now, in 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 this case over here, I would have thought. Listen, this poor guy has an animal on the roof. The poor animal, Ones, fell. I got to do everything in my capability to try to protect my friend's property. My field is like a lion, right? Because this, if this animal falls on the field, it's going it's to die. So therefore my fruit are like a cushion. So therefore I might have thought that I can't ask for payment. Because really, my obligation is to save uh, 
The guy's animal. So it's like Mavriyah Ari. Just like I would have an obligation, mitzvah, to chase a lion away, to protect the guy's uh, property, uh, assets. Similarly over here. Yeah, what do you want? You, you, want, you, 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 uh, uh, you damaged my uh, field. Yeah, well, you have to do that. Don't, you have an obligation to do everything you can to protect my name. So scale as well. Thank you very much. You protected my property via your fruit. So the Gemara says, oh. So I would have thought, I would have thought that. Kamash Ma'alan, that even Habata and you damage, you got to pay. Vada'i Achila. Achila's not Vada'i, you get of course you have to pay. There's no Sevarat, you don't have to pay. Not only Achila, but even Habata, you would have thought it's considered like Mavriya Hari. Come on, it's not. So the Gemara says, wait, maybe it is. So the Gemara asks, the obvious question, Maybe it is Mavriya Hari Menechseh Avero Medatohu. I love Medatoh. So Gemara gives the first answer. First answer is, in a regular case of Mavriya Hari, what am I doing? I know what I'm doing. Medatoh. I see the guy's uh, assets getting damaged, so I'm putting myself in the situation to save the guy's property by chasing the lion away. In this case over here, Vichy, I knew about it. I didn't know it wasn't as a medati. All of a sudden, I see a, an animal landed in my field, smashed my fruits. Now you want to come and tell me that I don't have to, that I, I don't get compensated? If I do it, medati, if I do it willingly. But of here, Shalom Medati, that already would make a halu because it was not uh, not my da'at. Good, that's the first answer over here. Especially if I'm getting uh, upset. Iname. It's passive. It's passive, exactly. I'm going to go out and do it uh, actively. Over here, what? Shalom Medato. So I come into my face, you feel uh, an animal lying on my thing. Uh, that's not considered my obligation. Or another interpretation, very, very good. In a regular case of Mavriya Hari, I'm doing it, but I'm not losing anything. Uh, I'm sitting in the park, all of a sudden I see an animal running after somebody else's field. So I'm a good volunteer. You know what? I want to protect my friend's private. I start chasing it, I shoot it, I run. The guy says, Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Do I owe you anything? No, it didn't cost me anything. Uh, you know, I had that. It didn't cost me any any uh, any out of pocket. Okay. Good, that's mavriyah ari. But I don't have an obligation to be mavriyah ari at a cost, which means the case. This case over here. This case over here. The guy comes in and says, "Oh, I appreciate it. You did me a big favor. Th- th- thanks for that field that you had over there. It's good thing you planted those fruit over there. Your fruit saved my animal from from, from getting smashed over there." Azagul Baruch. The guy says, "Yeah, but bottom line, now I'm out the uh, whole, uh, you know, furrow, whole whole, uh, whole, f- f- whole area of fruit over there." No, but I appreciate you being mafriya ali. Oh, mafriya ali. That's what I don't lose money. But mafriya ali, when I lose money, then already he have to pay. So therefore, the cases are not. Analogous. So comes the Gemara and says, Good. Hechi nafal. Well, now we're getting into the details of the case. Uh, so the animal fell off the roof and landed in the guy's field. It's an onus. That's clear. The she'ila is, How did he fall? Oh, let's see. Rafkana mar shukhleka bimimer agleha. It uh, slipped on its urine. Okay. You could have gave many cases. That's the case that it chose. And she says, You couldn't anticipate such a uh, an onus over there. That's something that's considered the onus. No, another case is they're walking in a shoot rabim. 
and there's a you know there's a band of animals walking, and uh, all of a sudden one animal pushed the other animal and it fell off and it landed into the guy's field. Also an onus. Now you think that these two answers uh, are agreeing with each other, but they're really not. They're different answers. The Gemara says, Gemara says. If you, if you want to say that when one animal pushes the other, that's considered an honest. Although more so when it slips on its merag line. But in the case of the animal, one animal pushing the other animal off into the field, that shita will hold. That's a poshaya. And if you're a poshaya, then already have to pay. Not the actual price of the damages. Why is that considered a poshaya? Listen, you're bringing your animals into the shoot to So instead of trying to squeeze two animals together down the street, you should have brought them in single file. By causing them to go side by side, you crowded them, therefore you caused an animal to push his friend over the side. So you're negligent. Meraglayim, what do you expect? That's a far-fetched thing. Meraglayim, he slipped on it. That already you couldn't anticipate. But this already you could have anticipated. The way you formated, uh, formulated your uh, your line could have protected this animal from falling in. Comes again when I continues. Oh, Amar Afkana. Lo shanu ela beota aruga. What does that mean? The animal fell into the field. It landed on an aruga. Okay? So the this aruga, this row of fruit and things like that, it ate, it ate this row where it landed. The that we say, Okay, your onus was not uh, intentional. So therefore we're not throwing the book at you that you have to pay actual damages. We make a calculation where it's the advantage of the mazik. Listen, your animal would have had to eat in any way. Correct? So you would have fed it uh, cheaper food. So it ate over here, expensive fruit over there. That's so I'll pay the difference. When I benefited by eating a higher class food. Good. But that's only in the furrow where he landed. But let's say the animal now moves to the next furrow. It starts eating somewhere else. Not where it fell. Oh, so now already, Rav Kana says, enough, which is, your onus is up to where it fell. But then already take the animal out, go do it. Now it starts walking to other, other parts of the field and starts eating. What, you want us to let him, let him eat the guy's whole field because he fell in the onus, he can eat the whole guy's field and pay much in there and eat? No, Rav Kana only on the Aruga that he fell. So comes again what says, look at that she. Since the nefila was honest, He couldn't control itself. What do you expect? It's an animal. It landed in the field by mistake. It slipped, like we said. Or it got pushed. Whatever she tell you taking. That's lying on wheat. What are you, can you expect the animal not to eat? Can you expect an animal to control itself? Uh, it's going to eat. Okay, so we understand that. You know what? You don't have to pay the full value. Pay Mashini. But now the animal starts walking uh, to other parts of the field, starts eating. Okay, you don't have to pay. Uh, 
comes the Bihanan says no the Bihanan Amara Afilu Ma'aruga the Aruga the Afilu Kola Yom Kulo Yohanan says Aruga la Aruga the whole entire day doesn't matter until the animal goes out till the animal leaves and comes back of the the owner the da'at of the owner of the animal which means uh, until that point you're always going to pay until the animal Leaves. It sounds like the Gemara is saying, "Leaves me da'at ba'alim." The owner knows that it left out, that left the field, and then the owner knows that it went back in. Or the second time around, then already you're going to pay mashezika. So the Gemara says, "Amar Papa, lo Don't think that the Yohanan meant that you need da'at ba'alim on the way out and on the way back in. Meaning, it sounds like what he's saying, the da'at. What does the da'at mean? The, the owner also says, hey, where's my animal? He, he looks, he's missing an animal. Oh, he finds out, Shemai Israel must have fell into somebody else's field. Oh, he goes to the guy, I'm sorry, forgive me, whatever that. Uh, please, let me, let me take my animal out. Okay, and now what? Then he has leda'at, and he realized, then it happens, it fell again into the field. Oh, the second time already, then the Yohanan is going to say, you have to pay, Mashizika. So the Gemara, don't think that's true. On the second time around, you don't need da'at. When it falls in. Even without his dot, if it falls in the second time, you're Posheya. Why? So again, because you know exactly. So comes again what says, Amara Papa, not much to say the dot, to tell the dot of the building. Once the owner knows that it left, he's a Posheya. You know why? My Tama, the Amale, Kevan the Yalfa. Since the animal learnt, which means he's accustomed, he knows already, he knows his food over there in that field over there. He knows already that the area called The animal knows already he has free lunch over there. So therefore, wherever the animal's going to run, he's going to go to that field again. What do you mean? Is it with He just eats once, he's going to go back. Therefore, you have to know, you got to be extra careful. Therefore, it's not enough for you to just do a, a simple uh, shemirah now on this. And you have to be very extra careful. First time you're in honest. Okay, good. Once already, the second time, now already, even if shalom you're guilty. Because the animal is prone. Once the animal is prone, so therefore there's a big responsibility on the be'alim to shomer his animal. Now she says, afal gav, shahaza shalom you can't get I watched my animal. Hey, the animal knows what it's doing now. Therefore, you needed a shemira Therefore, you're going to be hayamashe hizika. Comes the Gemara and continues. Gemara says, second wide line. Oh, the animal went down. Then already you pay full price. We throw the book at him. Nashezika. So the Gemara says, "Ba'ir abirmiya yarda kedar kavezika bimeleda mahu." What's the case? The animal was pregnant. Okay, what happened? Went down into the field, but it on purpose. Hezika kedarka poshaya. But what happened? And it's damaging, it didn't happen via Pishi'ah. The birth juice 
juices from the birth came out of the body, and that's what caused the damage. The water broke, broke, something like that, or the baby came out, and there was all the embryonic juices and fluids, I should call them. So the damage really was honest. He went down b'fshi'ah, but he didn't damage in the normal way of b'fshi'ah. Who who would have anticipated? All of a sudden the animal gave birth in the the guy's field. And now the guy's claiming, the owner of the field, well, you, you got all these embryonic fluids on my field. I'm supposed to anticipate that my, my, my animals can give birth in your... Bishlam, you want to tell me it ate? Okay, you're right, I'm sorry, I was Poshaya, you know, I shouldn't have uh, you know, let my animal go. But you're telling me the way you damaged was via a, uh, you know outrageous way. So the She'ira is, back to our subject that we've discussed many times, Te'ilato honest. How do you look at that? Which means, you're right, I started off as a poshaya, but at the end my damage was done in a honest way. So do, 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 do you get him on that? So the Gemara is going to start talking. The Gemara says, Now, No question. Quote the that says, You start off as a poshaya, but at the end the damage was done in an honest way. No question, you hayav. Ki tiv'ilach, honest patur. I'm asking you according to the opinion that generally says is patur. Maybe this case is different. Why? And therefore he'll be patur because bottom line the damage was done by honest in the in the birthing fluids which you can't anticipate. Or do I say here you should have anticipated it? You should have protected the animal and been careful. Which is, there's an other side to say, when the owner of the animal says, well, I'm sorry, I, I didn't anticipate that. Uh, how did you anticipate it? Exactly, the animal's pregnant. You know it's going to give birth eventually. So therefore you can't tell me, it's like she just got pregnant in two seconds and uh, you knew she was pregnant. So therefore, you told if she you should have expected it. So therefore, you're hayav. Gemara has two sides. And the Gemara says, "Tiku." The Gemara leaves it in a tiku for the Avi. Okay. Now, if you remember the Mishnah, the Mishnah gave us a formula how to calculate mashezika. Simply, what do you need a formula for? I damaged a hundred dollars worth of fruit. Pay a hundred dollars worth of fruit. That's mashezika. But the Mishnah said, "No, no, no." It seems we have. Pisukim, that we don't make the mazik, the Baal Behema, pay full high price. What we do is, we evaluate the damage over a larger amount of field. For example, if I'm going to look at the fruit themselves, it's $100 worth of fruit. But if I assess the damage as if I was selling a larger parcel of land, and a person would pay, let's say, you know, whatever the price is, and now that this furrow is uh, damaged, so it depreciates. But it doesn't depreciate that much since I'm buying a whole field, so there the damage is a less payment. So the Mishnah said the calculation is done on a larger, on a larger field, as opposed to you know retail, it's like a wholesale uh, uh, price where the mazik benefits. Now it diluted it. The question is, where do you know that from? 
So the Gemara asked that question. Mina Nemile. You need a biblical source for that. Mina Nemile is looking for a pasuk in the Torah. Amar of Matan Damar Kerau Be'er Bisteacher. That's too much shin. Be'er is shin. The animal goes to somebody else's field. So the Gemara says, Melamed Shishamin Agabesade Acher. Bisteacher doesn't only mean literally, it went into somebody else's field. Ubi'er. When it damages an east, let's say, damages like that, the calculation of payment is bisde'ahir. You calculate it al a shuma, a evaluation of another field. Not only the furrow, but a furrow had it been in a larger field. So we're learning from the word sde'ahir, that's the way the payment is calculated, yeah? Kamaras, what are you talking about? Ubi'ir bisde'ahir, mev'ayda la'pukiri shutarabim. Remember in the first Perek, when we were learning the rules of each uh, mazik, we, we, we know the rules of Shin. Shin is only Hayab, Birshut, and Izak. It's only in the private property, not in the Shut, Harabim. Correct? And how do you know that from? Because it's Ubi'ahir, Bisde'ahir. Bisde'ahir, I'm sorry, is used already to teach me the location of Shin, not the payment, how you pay, how the mazik pays. Because I learned two things. If you wanted to tell it to me like that, it should be a read. didn't have to say So Yamaraz, now playing with words. Uh, the extra bit. So I could do two things. Okay, very good. You know what? Maybe I'll go the other way now. Maybe it's not teaching me two things. Maybe the real dirasha of Ubi'id Bista'afid is teaching me how to formulate the payment. How do I know the Shutarabim? Which is the Gibraltar's conceding that, you know what? It's such a good dirasha that maybe Ubi'id Bista'afid, that's all it's telling me. That what? When the Mazik pays, he pays al meaning with a larger valuation. Good. But now I want to know if that's what it's teaching me exclusively. How do I know the Shut Rabim? It's Patur. Kabbalah says, Imken Oh. If you look at the construction of the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Ubi'er Bisde'ahir. The animal went and ate in somebody else's field. And then it says, Metav Sadeu Umetav Karmo Yeshalim. If the Pasuk was specifically teaching me, how the mazik pays, shouldn't have it said like this? Ubi'ir, Basadeh, correct? Metav sadeu, metav karmo yeshalem, besteachir. Tell it to me by the payment. You didn't tell it to me by the payment, you told me steachir by the damage. So therefore, don't come and you want to claim to me, oh, maybe it's only coming to tell you about the payment. If that was the case, it would have said Sde'ahir by the part of the Pasuk that's talking about payment. And the Gemara speaks it out. Betav Sadr, Betav Karbo Yeshua, Besteahir. Should have put the Sde'ahir by the payment of the Mazik. Lameli Dechatverach, Managabeu Bi'ahir. Why did it write it by the damaging? Shmamina Tartes. We learned both things. Number one, location. And number two, how to calculate it. Gemara continues. So we learned in our Mishnah that the calculation that we make 
if let's say an animal by mistake fell into uh, somebody else's field and damaged, so the mazik doesn't have to pay the actual price of the damaging. He pays uh, according to a larger field. Uh, we learned that just now in the Gemara, it says, that the, sh- the shuma, the evaluation is over a larger field, which is a cheaper price, so than the mazik having to pay for the actual uh, damages themselves. So the Gemara now is going to go through different calculations, different opinions, how to make this cheshbon. So the Gimana starts, Heki Shaiminan. How do you calculate? Amana Biyosi Barhanina, Se'a Bishishim Se'in. So the calculation is, you calculate one Se'a, of let's say that got damaged. For every Se'a that got damaged, you calculate it over 60 Se'a. Now what would that do for us? So look at the top Rashi. Se'a Bishishim Se'in. That which we said in the Mishnah, that if let's say the damage was one aruga, one row, correct? So it says, Yishamin a bet se'ah, lav bet se'ah ba'an pen nafshah shayminan. You don't calculate a bet se'ah alone, <coughs> because if you're going to look at a Bet se'ah, for example, bet se'ah is a a certain amount of, uh, certain size of a field. So if you're going to calculate how much does a bet se'ah depreciate if one row got uh, damaged, the mechishin le le mazik. That'll cause a very big loss to the mazik. Why? Bet se'ah, based on the size of the field, is an expensive field. Why? It's a very rare commodity based on the size. The enum matsui limakir. There's not so many of those on the market. The anisha en yadom masigit the mekarka gedola. A poor man that can't afford a big field, kone oto biyotir medamav. He'll pay more for that price because it's, it's a smaller field, so it's. Uh, it's a commodity. People would want to buy it. The rich guy is not going to buy it, but the poor guy likes to buy it. He's going to overpay a little because, you know, that's, a, that's something. So therefore, If there's going to be a bald spot in that field, so then already it's going to depreciate significantly. And therefore, you don't calculate, when the Mishnah says Shamin Bet doesn't mean a Bet that lost one row, because that'll be expensive. So what's the calculation? So it says, Ela shamin shishim se'im. Kama shavim. You look at 60 se'ah. Oh, that's a tremendous field. Veru'im kama damim magi'im lebet se'ah. What you first do is, in a 60 se'ah uh, uh, field, which is a lot, you calculate how much is the 60 se'ah parcel worth? Once you get the 60 se'ah parcel, then you calculate what one sixtieth of it is. So now you're getting a fair price of a se'ah. Once you get a fair price of the se'ah, then you work on depreciation if the se'ah went down because of this row got eaten. You see, first we need to get the right price for the se'ah. So we don't judge it alone. How much does a se'ah get sold for? Say, I get sold for expensive. So therefore we take 60 se'im. 
How much would a guy pay for 60 se'in? He would pay whatever the price is. Now, one sixtieth of that would be the price of a se'ah. Once we have that price of a se'ah, now we already we calculate that price depreciating because of a very good. Now, the Imtomala, she says, Lama uskar which means, which means, why didn't you bet se'ah at all? Why didn't you just say, evaluate on 60? How much does 60 se'ah depreciate if one row is eaten? So that she says, it'd be nothing. Because it's so big and such an insignificant amount that got eaten, the price won't go down at all. And therefore the mazik is not going to have to pay anything. So therefore you need to do two calculations, basically. You need to make the 60 se'ah to calculate what the one se'ah is worth. Then once you get the one se'ah, you calculate the depreciation of the one se'ah when the aruga was eaten. Right? That's the fairest way to calculate for the mazik. Rabbi Anay Amar, Rabbi Anay comes along and says, Tarkav b'shishim tarkabim. Tarkav is a half a se'ah, and shishim tarkabim is 30 se'ah. So instead of one se'ah in 60, he says half a se'ah in 30. Now there's a difference in the calculation that she explains. Tarkav b'shishim tarkabim, shiloshim se'im. 30 se'ah, shamin, velo shishim. Why? Di'imken, mafsedet lelenizak. He says, it's, it's too much. Too, too, too much advantage to the mazik, and you're going to hurt the nizak. Why? She'en konim mesuyim le shishim se'im. There's not too many buyers for shishim se'ah. Lefi shemirubimim le'adam benoni. It's too much for a regular guy. Umu'atim le'mishpuam benechazim. It's like a it's it's it's, it's like a, a sixty se'ah lot. There's not too many customers for, right? The rich guy wants to buy more, and the mediocre guy he can't afford it. So therefore, if you're going to judge the like sixty, so the price is going to be lower. So you're going to hurt the nizak. Mashiach is thirty. There's a customer for, and you'll get a better price. And therefore, that's the way he calculates it. The third shita holds amar kelach b'shishim kelachim. Which means, you just go according to what it eat, what it ate, 60 times more that. If it ate one kelach, one stalk, so you, you calculate that one stalk in 60 stalks. So therefore, in 60 stalks, right, how much would you discount that if one stalk was missing? Then that's what you pay the difference. So therefore, we have one in 60, one in 30, and then um, 60, times, yeah. 60 times the item that was eaten. That's basically Hoskiyad's uh, opinion. So those are the three she taught that you have to keep in mind. So comes the Gemara and says, Metibe. Now we have a question. Akhla, kav, or kabayim? And ate a kav worth of the goods, or kabayim, or two kavs. In omrim, tishalim demehem, you don't say to pay the actual price. Ela ruim ota, ki ilui aruga ketana, umisha'arim ota. You look at it like a small row that it ate, and you calculate it, Mishalin Ota. You calculate it according to what it is. Now, the Brayta over here doesn't say anything about 60 se'ah, 30 se'ah. So it was, my love, Bifne'atma. It's much you calculate it according to what it is, based on the field that was damaged, how much it depreciated based on this uh, uh, the lack of one row. 
Now that goes against what we just said. So the Gemara says, Lo, Bishishim. When it says Bisharim Ota, it didn't tell you the main words, but it means Bishishim. It means in the calculation that was mentioned above, which means each one accordingly. Either 60, Se'ah, or 60 Tarkavs, which is 30 Se'ah, or 60 times the item like Haskiah. So the Braitha can be going like either opinion, it just uh, didn't tell us that main word. Tarot Banan. And Shamin Kav, Mepene Shemashpiho, Velo Betkur, Mepene Shepogmo. Oh, we are Braitha. Braitha needs to be defined. Braitha says, we don't judge the Kav. It ate a Kav, it sounds like it's saying. We don't calculate a Kav. Why? Mepene Shemashpiho. Because it's going to be too expensive for the mazik to pay. Mashbiho, you're elevating the price. Velo betkur. Now, betkur have to sound, sound like what it means. And you don't make a calculation over a larger field of a betkur. pogmo. Because then it's going to be too cheap. Now the Gemara is going to explain it right away. My kamar, what does this braita mean? Amar papahi kamar. And shamin. Kav b'shishim kabim. Oh, when the Braita began, en shamin kav, it meant you don't judge a kav in 60 kav, mepeneh shemashbiyach mazik. Because in that case over there, um, it's going to cause the mazik is going to have an advantage. Wow, look at Ashi. Ashi says, en shamin kav b'shishim kabim. Im achla kav, if you ate one kav, en shamin b'shishim kabim, you know why? B'shishim ashbiyach mazik. B'shishim kabim en nahem mecher. People don't buy 60 kavs. M'peneh shemirubin hen na'ani, umu'atim nebenoni. Right? Too expensive for the poor guy, too little for the, too much for the poor guy, too little for the mediocre guy. V'koshik en na'ashir. And therefore, what's going to happen? So there's no customers. They're odd. And it's not so uh, noticeable, and therefore it's cheap. And therefore it's cheap, so therefore who's going to get the benefit? It's an odd lot, exactly. And then who's going to get the benefit? The mazik. Too, too much benefit to the mazik. So when the Brighter says, meaning we're not going to judge a kav and 60 kav, because again, since it's hard to sell, the price is going to be low, and the depreciation is not that much, therefore it's too much advantage to the mazik. Got the first line? En shamin kav. What does that mean? En shamin kav b'shishim. Continue. Velo kur b'shishim korim. Oh, and when it says velo bet kur, it means, and if it ate a kur, you don't calculate a kur based on 60 kur. Why? Because in that case over there, you're going to hurt the mazik. Why? That she says, Why? Because if a guy has money, and he's interested in buying a big plot of field, he'll pay a lot, because that's a nice size for him. And therefore, what's going to be happening? Since he pays a lot, the mazik now is going to become... At a disadvantage. Which means a karahat of a kur, a bald spot of a kur in a field, is a great depreciation. And therefore it's going to cause the mazik to have to pay more. So therefore, basically what the Brighta is saying, 
you don't calculate a kav in 60, because that'll be uh, too advantageous to the mazik. And you don't calculate a kuru, which is the biggest shiur, in 60, because that'll be too uh, advantageous to the nizak. That's what we're thinking, it says. Gemalasis cannot be saying that. You know why? Because look at the black. Matkif laravuna bar manoah. Hai velo betkur, velo kur mevayele. Exactly. The language of the bright was like this. En shamin kav. What does that mean? It ate a kav, so you don't judge the kav over 60. What's the next line of the bright? Velo betkur. Betkur is the wrong word. It should say velo kur. The bright is giving me what the damage was. You don't judge a kav, meaning you don't judge a kav with 60. Then it says, Velo Betkur. Betkur is the size of the field. If you're right, the way you explain the bright, it just say, Velo Kur. Meaning, Velo Kur on a 60 calculation. Why did the Braita say then, Velo Betkur, which is the size of the field? So therefore, must be you're not learning correctly. So give us, Ela, Amar Vuna Barmanok, Mashemed Rav Achabered Rav Ika, Hachi Ketane. En Shamin Kav Bifne Atzmo, Nizak. That's good. You're not going to judge the kav itself because that, 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 that's retail. That's you're paying for the for the for the fruits themselves. That's too much because then the nizak is going to have a, an advantage. They look kav bebetkur ah, and not a kav in a betkur because a betkur is very big. A kav depreciation a betkur is nothing, and therefore mepineshepogem nizak. And therefore the Nizak is not going to get a fair price. So how do you learn the Brayta again? So the Brayta. En Shamin Bekav. What does that mean? You don't pay for the Kav alone. Because that's too much. You're going to make the Mazik pay uh, too much money. Alright? Mipneh. What's the language? Uh, yeah. Mipneh Shemashbiyah Nizak. Because the Nizak is going to pay too much. I mean, get too much. Get too much. And you don't judge a Kav over a Betkur. Because then already, there's no depreciation, basically. And therefore the Nizak is not going to get enough. So what do you do? Go back to the Shishim rule, according to each opinion. Either 60 Se'ah, or 60 Tarkav, which is 30 Se'ah, or 60 times the item that was eaten. Because that's basically the three opinions that you have to take out of the Sugya. 60 Se'ah. 30 se'ah, 60 times the item that was eaten. Those are the three she taught, and there's no other she taught like that. Story. Ahu Gabra was a guy. The cuts kashba mehabre. What did he do? Cuts kashba. He cut a, his friend's palm tree. Atalik galuta. So he went to the Rish Galut, the exilarch over there in Babel, to get a ruling. Amale lididi hazili utlata. Talta bekina havu kaime. I saw, he said, the Reshkinuta says, that there were three palm trees next to each other. In that patch where he chopped down one of your palm trees, I noticed there were three palm trees there. Vavu shavu me'azuzeh. And I know altogether the three palm trees were worth a hundred zoos. So the Reshgalu told them, zil havle. Taltin utlata vetilta. Give him 33 and a third. So the Rez Gadut was really making the Mazik pay for actual damages. He didn't make the calculation over a 
larger field. So the rabbi says, or the the fellow says, Amar gaberish giluta de da'in dinad de parsa'a lamali. What do I need to go to the Resh Galutas? Give me a Persian rule. You mean you're judging me according to Persian law? That's not our law. That you're making me pay uh, for the actual uh, damages. The Torah says that the Masik uh, gets a little advantage over here. Atali Kamidr of Nahman. Amar le Bishishim. Kamidr of Nahman, he told him, you're right. Bishishim. Calculate if this palm tree was over uh, 60 times its, 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 its amount, over 60 palm trees, let's say, according to the last opinion. Therefore, there would be a cheaper price. <laughs> Comes again, what says? Amar le Rava. So Rava comes and says, wait, wait, wait. Even the Dahmar I don't agree with. Why? Im amru mono, yomru gufo. When did we make this advantage that we do it over 60? That's when the guy's animal did the damage. But when the guy himself goes and chops out somebody's palm tree? Yeah, you, what, what did you saw? You saw from the Torah. It said, by Shin, that when you have a shin that did the uh, animal aid, so you do it over another uh, larger field. But that's by uh, animal. But when the guy himself did it, throw the book at him. Let him pay for the actual damages. Uh, that, 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 that's Rava's claim over here. So comes again what says, Amar le abayel Rava gufo uh, which, What's your opinion? Netanya, is it based on this brighter? Oh, I, I, are you coming against me based on this Braita? What does the Braita say? The Tanya, Hamavkir Karmo Shilhavero Semadar. What are you doing over there? That she says, Mavkir means you are shihet, you destroyed. You destroyed your friend's field, Semadar. What is Semadar? When the grapes are still uh, budding, right? It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't come out yet. Semadar, it's called. Ro'in Oto, Kamaitaya Feko Demlachem. Right, this is clearly. You calculate how much was it worth before, and how much was it worth now, which is mashma. You're paying for for the actual damages. So just, is that what you're coming after me against? Because we have a bright that says when you actually damage your friend's field, you just calculate the depreciation straight. The ilu b'shishim lo ketani, and it doesn't say shishim. So you saw this Braita, she says, oh, it doesn't say Shishim, so therefore you have to pay actual damages. He says, excuse me, Atu gavna. By the way, by when an animal damages also, it says the same words, and it doesn't say the word Shishim. And we explained it that it means Shishim. So just like you're going to read into the following Braita, Shishim, read into the Braita by Adam HaMazik, Shishim. Netanya, Katma Netia. What happened over here? A behemah, an animal came and uh, cut down a, a tree. Rabbi Yosef the rabbis of Jerusalem, right? Those are the rabbis that used to uh, used to be in charge of uh, making the penalties. Who has to pay what? Uh, she even tells us Konsekin Asot Admon Lehanan Ben Avshalom. Tell us their names. Admon and Hanan ben Avshalom. Those were the rabbis that were charged of the penalty, uh, penalties in Jerusalem. Somebody would damage. So it says, what do they say? Nitiabat shenata. They made a rule. If the, if the tree is one year old, like a sapling, you pay two coins. Two years old, Okay. Achla haziz. Has a haziz that she says shachat. 
shot is like little uh, stubble. Okay? Rabbi Yosef Gilidi Omer, Nidon b'meshuyar shebo. What does that mean? Nidon b'meshuyar shebo nashi. Ro'in etan notar, lefima sheta'ale, kol aruga v'aruga b'meaksir u'meshalem. According to this calculation, it, it ate the stubble, right? So you, you, you don't pay the damage exactly what it ate. You calculate what the field is going to grow at the final stage of before the, the harvest, based on what the rest of the field is going to grow, and what this over here was lost, and you calculate it at not the present time, at the time of the kitsir, at the time of the cutting, when the field now reaches its full capacity, so how much damage did this uh, cause it in, over such a field? It seems like it's a higher, uh, it's a higher payment. In any event, how much is the karka worth before he cut it? And how much is the, now, in the present. And how much is the karka worth now? So the first rabbi of B.O.C. looks at future, and according to Akhari, you look at it now. Akhlas Madar, continue, let's say it ate grapes. Again, the beginning of their, uh, their budding, right? Call that, Ms. Madar. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Ro'ino tan ki'ilu hen anavim omdot ni batser. Rabbi Yoshua says, you look at it as if they're grapes that are about to be picked. So you look at them in their, as if they were big. How much grapes would cost uh, uh, to, to, in, in such a way? No, go slow. That's what he says over here. There's a chance it wouldn't survive. Which means if they reach full riping, if they reach full riping, how much uh, would they cost over there? Same thing. What's the damage right now? When do we say over here that you judge it according to the field depreciation? That's only when it ate to the begifanim. But what are you going to call that? That's uh, something with the grapes? Shoots. Correct. Grape shoots. And that's uh, figs. But the, the, the twigs of the figs. That's already the, the grapes uh, came out. The partially ripened grapes. You judge it according to, let's say, as if they're fully ripe, and how much uh, did they cost. Without getting, without getting into all the shitot, the Gemara is going to go into all, explain all the shitot. We need something from this Braita. What do we need from this Braita? Right now. Partial quotation from the Braita. Which means Abaye is going back to Rabbah. Rabbah came along and said, what are you talking about? That was Adam, a guy cut down a palm tree, there's no shishim rule over there, that you pay according to the damages. So Abaye says, Mehira, why are you saying that? Because you found a braita that says when a guy damages, he pays, and it didn't say the word shishim, meaning according to the 60 se'ah, by behemah also says the same language. It says, if a behemah ate grapes, or whatever it may be, what do the rabbis say? You calculate how much it was worth, and how much it depreciated. And it doesn't say the word, shishim. Ela what? You got to read it in. 
So just like you're reading it in to the Braitha by Bema, you agree to me by Bema that it's Shishim. So just like it doesn't say the word Shishim in the Braitha by Bema, and you read it in, so read it into the Braitha by Adam as well. What are you going to say? In the Braitha by the Bema, it means a depreciation based on a larger quantity of Shishim. Also, so that's, that was Abayah's contention against Salah. There's no difference between Adam and Behemah. Hamazik is always over a larger, uh, larger field. Good.